0: As we begin this morning, I want uh, for all of you children, I want you to do this for me. I want you to go get um, some crayons or some colored pencils or some markers because we're going to be drawing some pictures. We're going to take some times this morning um, to stop and to think about uh, certain portions of the message. And so I want you to be drawing pictures. I'm going to ask you to either post them on Instagram or Facebook or or, or some other way, so that we can see what you're doing. But, you know, life life has been anything but normal um, in our world these last uh, three weeks. Uh, you know, so, so many of us have uh, haven't experienced anything anything like this in, in our lifetimes. You know, there, and and some people are experiencing different types of uh, anxiety and. And and you know there are families in our world. There are families in our communities that that um, that are being affected far more uh, severely than 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 I am. There are families that, that have contracted this this coronavirus. To date, three hundred seven thousand people worldwide. Uh, there have been fourteen thousand people who have died because of this virus. And so, this morning, I want us to re- to to make sure that we remember to pray for those people that that have been severely impacted by this event. I want us to make sure we remember to pray for our healthcare workers who every day are going um, into places of work and they're they're literally putting their their health and their lives on the line to serve people who are sick and. I want us to pray for our leaders who every day are making decisions that impact us. And so rather than criticizing and being angry, this is a time for us to pray for those people that are making decisions for us. You know, for many of us, um, this has been more of a disruption in our lives than, than anything else. We, we, we can't go out to eat anymore. We can't gather together with big groups of people. We can't uh, go to the movies or to sporting events, and we can't watch March Madness. Now, I'm not downplaying what you may be feeling today. You know, we want uh, you because because we're anxious because we don't know how we will be impacted by this. We don't know when when one of our loved ones will contract this disease. You know, I, I we don't know if we're going to lose our jobs or be quarantined, and and this causes us to be anxious. And so, how do I live my life in this highly anxious environment? How do I live at peace in this chaotic world that we find ourselves in at this moment? know, we often talk about our faith. We, we, we talk about how we trust God. We sing about that. And we say that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And that all things work for the good of those who love Him. But when when we face these uncertain times, all of a sudden, the reality of our trust, we come face to face with it. And so right now, in these moments, I have to, as a follower of Christ, I have to trust Him. I have to trust my God. In 2 uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped. So what I have to do is in these times when I am anxious, when I face these, these times that, I, that are uncertain, I have to look at what does God's Word say? And this morning, what does God's Word say about anxious times? You know, the book of Philippians, which which has become a favorite book for everybody over these last several weeks, talks a lot about joy. It's the book of joy. Now, Now, Philippians is written by Paul. And Paul is writing while he is in quarantine, kind of. You see, Paul, he wasn't self-quarantined. Paul is in prison. And from prison, Paul writes this really encouraging book of Philippians. And he encourages the hearts of believers, and, and he encourages them to rejoice in the Lord. That's really something that we need today is... Is good news, joy. And so so Philippians chapter 4. I just want to read about five verses. Beginning in verse 4, Paul says this he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. So Paul reminds us here. To be joyful in what God has done. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Look, he's saying, look, we need to be joyful in what God has done in the past, what he's doing right now, and what he will do in the future. Rejoice at all times, in all things. And so as I think about joy, as I think about rejoicing in in what God has done, God sent His Son to die for my sins so that I could have eternal life. What is God doing? He continues to empower me every day through the Holy Spirit to live for Him. So joy for us as believers, it really should be Something that that identifies us. It should be a distinctive mark of me as a believer. It should be what identifies me to rejoice. And Paul says we are to rejoice, but then he also says, he says that that, um, let your gentleness be evident to all. Now this word gentleness is really hard to, to translate and depending on what version of the Bible you use it's, it's translated differently but it's, it's the idea of sweet reasonableness or generosity or friendliness or gentleness but the one I like the best is, is it is gracious humility. You know, And in these times of of heightened tension when 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 people are on edge and anxious we as believers can be different simply by reflecting the attitude of Christ showing gracious humility in every part of our lives showing Gracious humility when we go to the grocery store and there's no toilet paper. Gracious humility when we, when we get on social media and want to post something that, that isn't gracious. Gracious humility and joy are the marks of a Christian. Because joy and gentleness are attractive. And Paul says, be joyful and gentle. And Paul says this from prison. Now, last week, Governor Governor DeWine encouraged all Ohioans to fly their flags. As a sign of solidarity. But I want to encourage us as believers we need to fly our joy and gentleness flag for people to see. You see, it should be evident wherever we go and whatever we write, the joy and the gentleness of the Lord that is within us. And Paul says, look, be joyful, rejoice, be gentle, and oh, by the way, do not be anxious. About anything, do not be anxious about anything. Now, what is anything? Exactly that. It is everything that we face today, everything that you're facing right now, Paul says, don't be anxious. Now, the word anxious means to be troubled with cares, to be pulled in opposite directions so we allow our anxiety, the things we're going through, the troubles we face, to pull us in opposite directions. And anxiety is really a joy killer. And when I am consumed with anxiety, it will steal my joy. It can cause me to be harsh, and I'm I'm talking personally now. When I become anxious, I become harsh, and oftentimes short-fused and angry instead of graciously humble, because I've allowed anxiety to overtake me, to consume me. Anxiety squeezes life out of us. It strangles us. It strangles our joy. And worry really is is a failure to trust the God that is in control. Now, does that mean that that that, that we shouldn't be concerned about the coronavirus and, and, and all of the implications? Now, coronavirus is cause for great concern. Will I get sick? Will someone I love die? How will it affect my ability to provide for my family? Will I lose my job? But even in that, when Paul says to not be anxious about anything, he means coronavirus. He means my job. He means all of those things. He says, don't be anxious. Don't allow the cares of the world and the troubles of the world and the current current situation to steal your joy. What, What is causing you to be anxious? What is stealing your joy? Now, we're going to do something different. We're going to take about two minutes And we're going to, at home, with the people that you're gathered with, you're going to discuss this question. And and I want us to be really honest with each other, because I think a lot of times we don't talk about the things that make us anxious. And children, I want you to do the same. What is making you anxious about your current situation? So, So let's take two minutes... Let's talk about what's causing you to be anxious. And I want you to write it down um, so because we're going to use this in a little bit for two minutes. What's causing you to be anxious? Right, right, we've got about 30 seconds. Okay, tell the people around you one thing that you wrote on your list. What is one thing that's causing you right now to be anxious? Children, draw a picture of what's causing you to be anxious. Yeah you know, Psalm 23 we'll get back to this. Psalm 23 is has become a really uh, has become really fresh and 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 impacted me in a, in a new way in the last several uh, weeks we uh, as a staff about a month and a half ago we did a prayer retreat and and uh, Psalm 23 became real to me. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. It says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He, he leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. You know, every time, every morning, I've made it a practice to take time to be quiet, to still myself before god and 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 one of my 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 favorite things to do in my quiet time is to lie down in the green pastures and the still waters and and so so every every morning i envision myself sitting by the quiet waters. And as I'm sitting by the quiet waters, I envision Jesus sitting there with me. And as I'm sitting there with Jesus, I begin to give him all the things that are weighing me down. I give him all of my anxiety. I give him all those things that are that are that I worry about, that that are causing uh, anxiousness in me, or making me angry, or just all kinds of stuff. Anything that that he brings to my mind, and 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 I imagine that 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 I give him these rocks of anxiety, and and, and sometimes it's anger, and sometimes it's frustration, and. And I give Jesus all of those things. And I allow him to care for me. You know, I have found that, 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 that taking this stuff to Jesus really helps me to experience peace in a completely different way. Because I recognize the beauty of, of being in relationship with Jesus and, and beginning to understand that Jesus wants to know all of my cares. You know, first Peter says to cast all of our cares on Him. And so, so every morning by the still waters, I cast my cares on Jesus. Now, sometimes those rocks that I give him are fairly small. But sometimes those rocks are so big, I can barely pick them up and give them to him. But, but Jesus doesn't care how small or, or how big that rock is. He wants them all. And so I give them to him. And I allow him to give me peace. And and I have found this is an exercise that that has been so helpful and and really special. It's something I long for every morning is that alone time with Jesus. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to take those things that you have written down. Maybe you have a list of one. Maybe you have a list of ten. I want you to take those. I want you to just, to just quiet yourselves, whether you're on the couch or in bed or, or where you're at. And I want you to imagine yourself by those still waters. I want to imagine, I want you to imagine yourself giving those things to Jesus who's sitting right beside you. I want you to cast those rocks, those cares on him. Children, I want you to draw me a picture of you and Jesus sitting by the still waters. I want that to be a picture that always reminds you that no matter what you're feeling, Jesus is always there to take whatever you're feeling upon himself. So, So let's take a minute and let's just quiet ourselves and let's give him all of those things that are causing you to be anxious. do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to god and that that's what you're doing right now you're taking all of those anxieties that paul is talking about and he says anything so that's everything he says don't be anxious about anything But in everything, present your requests to God. So so when you pray, he says, give these things to me. Then he says, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. So, so there, there's a time for us to pray and to give these things to Jesus. There's, there's this time for us also to give thanks. And I give thanks to him because he is good. You know, even in these times that we find ourselves, we give thanks because God is good. And when when we do that, when we give thanks, it reminds us of all that he has done. It reminds me of how good he really is. Paul says that when I am not anxious about anything, but in everything I I present my, 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 my prayers and requests and thanksgiving to God, this is the result, he says. He says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will fill us. Now, it doesn't mean that our, our surroundings will change or, or our situation will necessarily change. It's just, I will have peace because I understand who God is and what He's done for me. And so, so, so when I pray, instead of worry... His peace guards my heart. And all peace, real peace, comes from Jesus. Because peace exclusively belongs to Him. He alone is the one that gives us peace in times like this. It is an inner calm that comes from Him that settles the turbulence that we find in our hearts. And the result of casting our cares upon Him, the result of of sitting by the still waters and giving Him those, those rocks that are weighing me down, is peace. You know, a lot has changed in our world today. The way we shop, the way we work, in many cases, the way we go to church, obviously, the way we do school, the way we socialize. But, but there's one thing that never changes, and that is our perfect Father. You know, James 1:17 says that every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change. We serve an unchangeable God. And the God who loved us yesterday will love us today, will love us tomorrow. So Paul says, because of this unchanging God that we serve, do not be anxious. But take everything to Jesus. And then Paul ends this beautiful passage of hope by telling us finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on such things. I want you at home right now to to look around and think about the things that you are thankful for. I want us to 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 think on what is true, on what is noble, on what is right, on what is pure, on what is lovely, on what is admirable. I want us to think on such things. and As we give our stuff to Him, as we have peace, we will be better able to enjoy the beauty that is all around us. And it made me think this week, these last couple of days, you know, my, my, yeah, my life has been somewhat um, altered, isn't even the right word, just, my schedule's been messed up, let's face it, that's basically all that has happened to me, but, 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 you know, when I look around, yeah, you know, last night my, my family was together, and, and, and I looked around, and, at my family and, and recognize that, you know, I have a family. I have a beautiful wife and, and three beautiful kids and, and, and two daughters-in-law and, and two grandchildren that are healthy. And I have much to be thankful for. I think of what Jesus has done for me and I have much to be thankful for. so, so, What I want to encourage us in this week is is to not allow the anxiety of what's happening around me to steal the joy that can be within me and rob me of the incredible blessing of the things that I experience. And so as I close, I just want to encourage you all, as we, as we go throughout our week, remember to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Paul says it twice. Rejoice always. Let's make sure we fly our, our flag of, of joy and, and of gentleness, and we make a difference in the world around us. We look for ways to bless other people. We look for ways to to speak truth and and love and life into a world that is really scared right now. And I want us to be attractive. I want people to ask us why we feel such peace in these turbulent times. Why we have peace in this chaos. But it's only through Jesus. It's only through Jesus that we're going to sense that peace that transcends all understanding and that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. It's the only way. So let me pray and... And I've got a couple of things I want to share when I'm done praying. Father, as we navigate this chaotic world that we find ourselves in right now, Father, may the peace of Christ fill us. May we be able to have joy and gentleness that is evident so give us strength through your Holy Spirit to, um, to live lives that are attractive and beautiful. It's in Christ's name that I pray, amen. So just a couple things, a couple ways to stay connected. If you go to our Uversion app, clear down at the bottom, there is a, a seven-day um, study that, that we as a leadership team have done together it's just called uh, Seven Things the Bible Says About Anxiety. And it's a really good little study. And, and you can, in your, uh, in your groups of people in ABFs or in community groups or in, in work groups, um, you can all do this study together and comment back and forth as to, as to how you're um, processing and how, what the Lord is speaking to you um, in this. And you know, in the days and weeks ahead, we're going to try to be offering uh, more of these, these tools. Um, i encourage you. I heard of one of, one of our community groups that, that did, a, did a Google Hangouts together this week. And, and so we're going to try to look for, for uh, just creative ways of connecting you throughout the week. So, so tune in to you know, check, in, check our website um, on a regular basis and, and listen for, for new messages. Um, but, but let's just continue to encourage each other, um, to be patient with each other, and to look for ways that we can uh, bless those around us. Have a great week.